2: This is the Decibel King Podcast with Chris Sinzak and Aaron Knud.
1: I hear the calling, yes it's the dawning. Your frozen tears are
3: pouring on me. I hear the calling,
4: yes it's the dawning. What's new with you? I'll tell you what's new with us, new noise. That's right, it's back. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast, and my name is Aaron Camaro, and I am joined always by my awesome friend, Chris Sinzak. What's going on, brother? How's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good, I guess. I mean... (laughs) As I always wanted, just say, yeah, awesome, everything's great, but man, this has been a crazy week around here in Nashville.
0: Yes. Yeah, not a not a, not a a fun week in Nashville for sure, but uh, we're, we're surviving.
4: Yeah, definitely. So everybody out there in the world that's showing love to Nashville, we sure appreciate it because this town got torn to
3: hell, mm-hmm.
4: and we're going to recover from it. Everything's going to be all right. I'm safe. Chris is safe. The Decibel Geek Podcast goes on. Yep, yep, yep. And so we're going to revisit something that we haven't done in, well, it's, it's been a minute, I guess. Mm-hmm. But this is something we like to do. So we're going to come back to this a little more often, and that is new noise. You know, a lot of cool things, a lot of crazy things happening in the world of rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to break it all down, talk all about it. You're going to get your official Decibel Geek review Of the new Ozzy album yeah did we love it or did we hate it you're gonna find out here today but of course before we get to all that we got to take care of our business and you know us you know us well enough to know that our business is reviews and recommendations we love them a lot because that means people that are out there looking for a perfect rock and roll podcast for them can look at our reviews and recommendations and say you know what I want to give decibel geek a shot all these people say it's awesome I got to take their advice but once in a while I open up the box and I look inside crickets nothing no reviews this week yep that brings me down bums me out
0: you guys know what to do because Aaron's no fun to be around when we don't get reviews this is not good no I don't like it do it for me Because I have to put up with him when this happens. Why, Chris? Why? I've I've got what have we done? I've got Kleenex here, and it's hard to find Kleenex in Nashville right now, or anywhere, because of coronavirus.
4: Yeah, jolly, world's gone crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did bring you an Awesome Albums Unleashed last week. Oh, yeah. That's got to be worth a sweet review or a recommendation, right? You would think so. We went up to Kentucky. We hung out with Tommy Skio, who, by the way, is one of the awesomest dudes I ever met. That guy is the real deal. He's
0: very real.
4: Oh, He's love it.
0: He's so real it should be illegal yeah
4: so we had so much fun hanging out with him we were proud to present the podcast premiere of a
0: resistant bite great song
4: it's an awesome song man yeah. i can't wait to hear more of yeah. what they got cooking we need
0: a whole record of that
4: most definitely i'm looking forward to when it happens it's got to happen it's too good not to happen
0: yep and we'll see tommy at Rockin' pod in august
4: Yep, and got some cool stuff coming up in august some cool rock and pod stuff if you don't know about that look it up rockinpod.com yep. you're going to find all your updates and i mean we're still a couple couple of months out so i mean you want to keep an eye on it because there's more announcements being made all the time you just made an announcement today
0: yeah uh steve lynch from autograph is coming that's cool yeah, the, the guy from turn up the radio, turn up that, the radio. that amazing solo that's him Nice. He's going to be there. Also, uh, Martin Popoff, celebrated yeah. rock author who's written a million books on a million bands.
4: I've got a few of his books yeah, me here too. in the collection.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to get a few books signed, and I'm probably going to buy more when he's here. Yeah. So yeah, excited for that. But yeah, more guest announcements coming up. Working on some cool stuff behind the scenes, and then uh, one guest announcement. Well, yeah, that'll. I'll, uh, why don't I just tease all the, the the listeners early? Okay. Don Jameson from that metal show is going to be joining us this year. Nice. Just confirmed. Awesome. Yeah. Excited. One of the most
4: rock and roll comedians ever. Yeah.
0: Cam I can't wait to see him.
4: I can't wait either. That's going to be so much fun. I can't wait till August. So, Well, speaking of last week, we mm-hmm. did the Albums Unleashed, Tesla, Psychotic Supper. We learned all kinds of cool stuff. Got to hang out with Tommy Skiyo. I know all the Tesla fans loved it. I know all the rock and roll fans loved it. But I know there's one group of people that loved it just a little bit more than everybody else. Yeah. And those people are our geeks of the week.
0: Yeah, geeks of the week this week are Steve Wright, Aaron Martel, Rich Canemar, Gene Vogel, David Glenn, Matt Ashcraft, Kristen Schimbeck, Pat Catalano, Michael Bartley, Joe Royland, Sit and Spin with Joe, Shea Hargit, Gino Ames, Rock and Ron Runyon, Craig Turtick. James West, Keith Rockford, Joseph Capone, Tom Cullen, Aaron Baker, Greg McGlone, Andrew Jacobs, Jay Sabluski, Jeffrey Mendenhall, Scott Crouch, Wayne Cross, Adam Cox, Jeff Taylor, Cobras and Fire Podcast, Rob in the Hood, David Cathy, Larissa Rockfan, Aladio, Ernesto Aguiar, Vet Halen, Armando Cerna, Focus on Metal Podcast, and as always... The Mooger fooger
4: Yeah, those are our people, our Geeks of the Week. We thank them for sharing and retweeting last week's episode. And if you want to become a Geek of the Week next week and hear your name listed amongst these prestigious people, all you've got to do is share or retweet this week's episode, the latest edition of New Noise. Yep. I guess before we get into all that, you know, just got to say, of course, everybody checks out on Facebook. You know, we're there. We got a really cool page. A lot of cool conversation going on there. You want to get in on Decibel Geek TV? Mm-hmm. Rock and Ron, he's awesome. He went down to the rockin' party on the boat,
0: Monsters of Rock, cruise. the Monsters
4: of Rock cruise, and got all kinds of cool videos. Yep. And he's
0: uploading that stuff. Have you seen the striper videos that have come off of his from what he's uploaded? Yes. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. Well, pun intended, I guess. Um, but yeah, that was man. That band is just—they're just—they're better now than they ever were. Absolutely, I've been saying that for years. They
4: just keep getting better.
0: Yeah, they were in the zone at that show.
4: And Rock and Run also did a video version of our Rock Mag '83 episode, yeah, where I great. took the magazine, I took a bunch of pictures out of it, sent it to him, and he made a whole awesome video episode of it. So everything that we talked about. In that show, Mm -hmm. you can check it out on decibelgeek.com on the YouTube, and you can see every single thing that we were talking about.
0: Yeah, we're going to keep doing those in the future, and we'll do it that way also.
4: I love it. Um, Let's see, anything else? Oh, we need to pick some music for this episode. Who do we go with? Mm -hmm. Hey, I know. Mm -hmm. Dawn of the Rising just came out with a new EP. And that's what we're going to play today. So any music you hear, and I'm going to play a whole song at the end. I'm not sure which one yet, but I'll let you know so you can put it in the show notes. Works for me. But it's going to rock, and you're going to love it. So you ready to get to the new noise? Let's do it. So what do we got going on in the world of rock and roll?
0: Well, before we get into the news, we want to talk about the new Ozzy Osbourne record. Oh,
4: yeah. The very divisive Ozzy Osbourne record. I see some people that just love it. I see a lot of people that really, 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 really hate it. Yes. Yes ones that really hated are strong in their hatred
0: yeah it's um it's a polarizing record i mean i i've been listening to it a lot over the last week
4: i think the coolest thing about the new ozzy album for me was the fact that i was coming home from work that day and i had noticed earlier i was like oh shit the new ozzy album's out today Mm -hmm. and i thought I wonder if Target's still selling CDs. I think they still do. I wonder if they're gonna have it. I know Mm -hmm. Target doesn't edit their shit like Walmart does. Right. You know, let me let me take a cruise over to Target real quick. And I don't usually go into grocery stores or Shopping department stores and stuff, you know. So I went in there, I went straight back to the music section, and holy shit, there it is. And it gave me a good feeling, yeah, to know that I'm supporting Ozzy. I'm buying an album on its release date mm-hmm. from a store, right? You don't get to do that very often anymore. Only somebody like Ozzy is yeah, big, big enough, big
0: name, yeah,
4: for Target to even care about them to carry it. So it's like one of my favorite bands is having a new album come out. You can actually go to the store and buy it it gave me that good feeling like i used to get when you'd wait outside the mall for them to open up the big metal gates to Mm -hmm. let you into the the music store the camelot or whatever to run in and get your new album on the day of its release right and so i felt good about that so i was excited for it
3: yeah
0: i'll say it's his best album in 10 years yeah that's his only album in 10 years yeah i was
4: gonna say yeah (laughs) it's been a while since what was the last one was it scream Scream. yeah Mm -hmm. 2010 was okay it had some good songs on it. Yeah, um, this is kind of like that.
0: I think. This is I kind of went back to a, a lost tradition that, um, and I'll admit this: I've gotten bad about this in recent years, and you probably have too. Over, over the last ten years, I have not really sat with a record and given it a, a lot of a chance. Yeah. Um, I and I think most people do that now. They they listen to it maybe once or twice at the most, and then they they formulate their opinion and they run with that. Yeah. First listen, I didn't like it. I I thought it was bad. Actually, It didn't hit me the
4: first time either.
0: And um, but I've really, really given it a shot this time because yeah. I was like, I knew we were going to talk about it on the show, right. and I was like, I need to really. And it's Ozzy, so let's give it a real listen. I will say it has grown on me. It has grown on me too. It's it, but it took a lot. Took a while. Um, there's things I like. We'll go through it. Okay. But in general, um. It's not the horrible piece of shit that I think a lot of people are claiming it is. No,
4: it's definitely not. It's not terrible. No,
0: I've heard way worse. I thought I'd like it better than Scream. I like it better than Black Rain. Yeah. I didn't really like those albums either, though. So, honestly, I don't think Ozzy's put out a great record from front to back since No More Tears. I think that's the last really great front to back record he's done.
4: I think you're right, because there really is no bad songs on, you know, yeah, Mama, I'm coming home. But, but it's a good song. But it's a good song. Just, we're just
0: all burnt out on it. Right. But that album, but other than that, that's I a mean, complete that's, record.
4: It is a complete record.
0: Osmosis, a lot of filler. Yeah. A couple good songs. I could find maybe one or two songs tops on the last two records that I liked.
4: I could probably find a little more than that, but they're definitely not complete
0: albums. They're not standout songs. They're just kind of there. It's just like, okay, it's a run of the mill Ozzy. And this album does sound different than a lot of his last couple of records. So the songs, and I'll say this the songs that are kind of more of the oddball songs are the ones that I like the most. Yeah. Which is weird. Um,
4: So you become a big Post Malone fan, huh?
0: I like one of the two Post Malone songs I like.
4: Okay. You want to go track by track Yeah, let's it? go track by track. Well, it starts out with Straight to Hell, yeah. and that was one we'd heard already because they had the video with yeah. it. But I think when I first saw the video and heard the song, it really didn't hit me. But And I thought Under the Graveyard was way better. Yeah. But listening to it on the album as the opening track, mm-hmm. it really kind of elevated it for me. So I think listening to it without the video made this song better. Hmm. so i like straight to hell i like it better now than i did when i first heard it when it was released on its own as as the kickoff to this album as a part of a whole right i think straight to hell is pretty good
0: it's okay yeah i it's definitely not my favorite on the record it's um it just it's still it's it's grown it's grown on me a little bit i think the riff is good and one of my main complaints and it's one of those just take what you can get things if you want to want to try to like this record is ozzy's vocals are incredibly auto-tuned and processed yeah um but i mean even when you listen to it auto-tuned you can tell that you know he's really struggling through this
4: even the bots have ruined ozzy it wasn't good enough to ruin podcasting numbers no the bots had to come (laughs) around and ruin ozzy for us too
0: but did it really ruin ozzy or did it like make it passable could you imagine what he would have sounded like without it
4: yeah, I guess you know. Like, imagine
0: Kisses Monster without Paul Stanley having all that stuff done to his voice.
4: I, no, uh, it would have been
0: horrific. Yeah, and I think this would have been the same type of record.
4: Yeah, you may be right about that. So I guess you take it's what like you yeah, get. which
0: which which you know which of two evils are you going to pick? You here? You want
4: Ozzy sounding kind of like a robot, or do you want Ozzy sounding like uh, you know eighty year old man? All right, which he is. Well, he's not eighty. Well, he
0: sounds like he's. 80. He sounds like he's, well, <laughs> and he's got the body of a hundred and eighty year old. Right. Um. It's okay. It's not. It didn't. Blo- and one thing that's weird, like Duff McKagan and Chad Smith play on a lot of this record. You wouldn't know it. I mean, I don't really hear anything in, in, of their signature playing on it. Like, and uh, Baco did a review for Decibel Geek yes. of this record, and Good I one. pretty much agree with a lot of what he says on it. Um. Overall, like where. It sounds like a group of people made, or made an Ozzy record and then wheeled Ozzy in and, cut and knocked his vocals out.
4: You know, and I saw that and I was like, yeah, I can get where he would come with that. But the thing I always remember is the story Michael Wagner told us about how meticulous Ozzy Osbourne is when he comes into the studio. About how everything's got to be just right. You know, mm-hmm. about how he's over there tapping on the cymbals, you know. It, but
0: that was the Ozzy of... 30 years ago i don't right, know if he's I that way still
4: but i don't think that goes away i think still the art, uh, the artisticness of the person that's creating the art i don't think that goes away i don't think you half-ass something like that i don't think you're able to
0: uh i think he did half-ass this yeah. I, I do um like I, it's still like i said I it's, it, it's overall could, grown on me but it's
4: i could say maybe it was rushed due to the circumstances. Oh, it was definitely rushed. And everything like that. Like, let's hurry up and get this on because I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. And that's, Probably the case, which in you look at a lot of the lyrics in these songs, yeah, you know that reflects that a lot. There's a lot of Ozzy saying goodbye, a lot of Ozzy yeah. saying what his life has meant to him. I about, think he was a lot involved of Ozzy lyrically singing about his legacy,
0: yeah. But I think Andrew Watt was probably the driving force behind this yeah, record. Um, I would
4: say so because I mean the story kind of came out that Andrew Watt was there with Post Malone yeah. when Ozzy came in, and obviously Andrew Watt's a huge Ozzy fan, yeah. You know, and, and he think, knows
0: Kelly. Yeah, and that was how Kelly hooked hooked him up with Andrew.
4: Ballard. And honestly, you know, if you want to talk about Post Malone a little bit, it's pretty obvious that Ozzy Osbourne has had an influence on Post Malone. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that if Rock was as big today as it was in say '89, mm-hmm. early '90s, that Post Malone would be a rock star. I don't think he would do the kind of music he does. I think he mm-hmm. would have a band and be a lead singer yeah. in a band. He's but got an appreciation because, for it, but because the way music is, it's way better for him to be a solo artist because he's not cutting anybody else in Mm -hmm. on the money he doesn't have anybody else cutting him off as far as what he can do creatively or anything so i think it's easier for him and makes more money and is more popular doing the kind of music he does however if the market for rock was as strong as it used to be Mm -hmm. i think post malone attitude wise would be a total rock star tattoos on the face all that stuff that's yeah. metal you know? i don't really know you a don't lot listen about to him his though. music and yeah. say that's metal but yeah. you look at the guy and go wow he's pretty metal looking
0: i just i don't know too much about him i mean i just know he's popular right now i didn't i know more about him after this but i don't know i mean straight to hell it's okay i mean it's but it's th- this is my issue with some of the tracks on this record where it's like it's like a Phil Ozzy song, you know, and like yeah. th- this sounds like it, this could have been on Scream or Black Rain. I mean, it, it, it sounds like something that would have been on one of those records.
4: I guess I could see that.
0: So let's go to All My all my Life. I well, like this song. Do you?
4: I do. I like this song quite a bit. I think it's one of the stronger songs on the album. Hmm. It's got, I mean, like you say, you don't hear nothing from Duff McKagan or anything that makes you say, oh, you yeah, know, that's Duff McKagan. They're just playing their you parts. You know, because even as a bass player it's kind of difficult to add a lot of personality to right. what you're doing because most bass players are just working with the drummers holding it down right but with duff mckagan a lot of times in his playing you listen to and go oh yeah that's duff mckagan yeah but on this album it's like you said they're just there's not a lot of it's the ozzy show right for sure and these guys are just there holding it down right you couldn't get two better guys to do it as far Uh, as holding down your rhythm section
0: but it's good pr to have them on the record yeah i mean that's essentially i think what it comes down to
4: i guess so and if you want somebody that's going to lay it down better than anybody else you know who better than duff mckagan and you know the dude from the red hot chili peppers yeah he's an awesome drummer duff mckagan there's few better on the on that instrument than duff mckagan yeah you know if you want something that's going to be solid and is going to work and is going to sound good Mm -hmm. those are your guys
0: don't like this song you don't like this one? Mm-mm. This one hasn't grown on me. I haven't liked it since I first heard it. Um, yeah, I don't. This one I, is one of my least favorites on the record. Hmm. Um, I just it doesn't do anything for me. It's it's okay. It's just it's just there. Um, yeah. Not much for that. So let's go on to goodbye i like goodbye too this one i this one did grow on me yeah. um did not like it at first uh, actually kind of like it now um, see that
4: was one that really stood out to me on the first listen that i thought well this is pretty damn good i like this one a lot and so that one didn't have to grow on me too much that was one i liked off the first listen
0: more of his beatles influence on yeah. this oh, you yeah. know um it's grown on me it's awesome. the lyrics are a little morbid um you know embracing mortality and everything right. and um,
4: but I think that's what makes this song great because yeah, it's so real.
0: It is very real, and I mean, I I don't have any doubts that Ozzy wrote the lyrics for this because it, oh, no it sounds like it's definitely been done from his perspective. His vo- the the vocal sweetening on this is heavy. Um, yeah. Especially the, the way he says goodbye, it sounds—you know—he sounds like a guy's mouthful of cotton or something. It just sounds weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a song, it's—it's it's a pretty good song, um, and I like—I've always liked when Ozzy goes back to his Beatles influence because I think that—that that comes from an honest place. Yeah. So I—I I do like this one. So let's get to one of the most polarizing songs on this record.
4: You know, on first listen, actually before the you first hated listen, the song when just the idea. Of Elton John doing a song with Ozzy, yeah. Like, could you imagine Ozzy and Elton John teaming up for a song together on the ultimate sin? No. Could you see it on
0: Bark at the Moon? Uh, worlds apart. Nothing. Yeah.
4: Never. Yeah. Would you ever? Would those two things ever coincide and make a great song? It'd be like hearing
0: Ozzy on "I'm Still Standing" by Elton John. <laughs> right.
4: No, it just it don't work. However. After listening to this a few times, yeah. I've kind of sort of come around on this song a little bit. No, I don't like the verses. If it was just Ozzy singing, mm-hmm. like, sure, let Ellen John play a little piano. If it was just Ozzy singing the whole thing, I think it would be on the level of my Coming Home. I think it could, be a, could have been, maybe in that era, a big hit single for him. Yeah. But, you know, it's Elton John. Like I said, I get why he's done it, because Elton John's probably somebody he looks up to, somebody he definitely admires, surely respects the guy for what he's done. Right. And to have the opportunity to do a song with Elton John, somebody you really like, somebody you really admire, and knowing, you know, this is probably going to be my last album... Fuck it, let's do it. You know, let's yeah. let's do a song together. Who cares how it turns out? But when you got two songwriters like Ozzy Osbourne and, El- and Elton John, it's actually a pretty good song. It's not a heavy metal Ozzy song like I'd prefer, but mm-hmm. for what it is, it's not bad. It's really a well-written song. It's a yeah. ballad. It's a well-written song. I can't deny it.
0: I like this song.
4: I, I kind of do too. I, um, I shouldn't like this song, but I. Think
0: I kind of do. I don't think it needs Elton John singing on. No, uh-uh. it I, it almost seems pointless to have him sing because it it sounds yeah. like it's it's an Ozzy Osbourne. I mean, I know and I know Elton John had something to do with the writing for it, but you know the the verses. I mean, it's it's it sounds like it, it's definitely like the most real of Ozzy in his current state. Yeah. Um, I don't like either of their voices on it. Um, Elton's voice is shot too. Yeah. There's a lot of layering and sweetening going on with that. Um, and when
4: he sings on it, it's kind of out of place. When Ozzy's singing on it, yeah, you get all the extra robo yeah. voice and everything, but it's still Ozzy. It's an Ozzy song yeah. for sure. But then when he comes in and sings, it's like, Ugh.
0: well, when he comes in, I'm just like, we don't need this part. It's no. like we don't need him singing on it. Yeah. Um, it and I like way better without him. Unlike you, I do like Elton John. I, I like a lot of his stuff, but I, it just it's a, his voice is out of place on this song. Um, but. And I, I was talking to somebody on the phone recently, I was talking to Ian Wadley on the phone about this, because yeah, Ian absolutely hates this fucking record. Um <clears throat> telling him about it. I was like, you know, actually I kinda of, this is one of the songs I like the most. But uh, the Elton John but I was like, get, you know, when Ozzy does pass away, hopefully not anytime soon, you're gonna see so many montage videos with this song used as the music. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like written for it already. It's made for that, yeah. So get well, used to that's it. That's one thing you're gonna hear a lot of it.
4: Ozzy will not die an ordinary man.
0: Yeah, I know. And I mean I and I, you know, I like the concept of that. You know I do
4: too. I, I think you, you can take a little inspiration from that, especially somebody that does what we're trying to do with right. this show or somebody that aspires to be something a little bit better, you mm-hmm. know, do something better with your life and try to leave a mark on the world, you know, a good one. Mm-hmm. That's it, can speak to you in that way, you know, yeah. as long as you cut off the song before it gets to Elton John.
0: I didn't think you'd come around on this song, I'm surprised. Yeah,
4: actually, you can't deny it. It's a damn well written song for it what it is.
0: Okay, so uh, like, piano and all. Let's go to Under the Graveyard, which we've talked about in the past.
4: I still love it, yeah. I think it's great. I think it's an awesome song. Again, you know, it's a great Ozzy song, it's mm-hmm. kind of tells it's very autobiographical you know tells about his life and his struggles and what it's taken to even be at this point you know all these years later the Ozzy Osbourne should have been dead you know 50 years ago (laughs) 50 years ago maybe I mean in Sabbath times yeah he could have been dead anytime you know for all the drugs that that guy did for all the alcohol for all the crazy shit for all the times he's put his own life in danger Mm -hmm. in impairment you know Ozzy's damn lucky to even be alive and so to look back on that and be like you know honestly I should be under the graveyard by now Mm -hmm. you know is a pretty cool thing and I love the guitar in it I love the I love everything about the musicianship of the song I think it's a great song that's kind of got that spots where it's Drops down a little bit and kind of puts you at ease, and then it punches you in the face. Mm. You never seen it coming, and you're like, "Oh man!" You know, I, I, that was out of nowhere. And then you kind of lulls you into a sense of security again, and then bam, he hits you in the face again. And it's like, "Whoa, where'd that come from?" I like this song.
0: I'm still kind of of two minds with this thing because I, I, I love the verse parts. And I like I even like the heavy riff that comes in, but the whole, oh, oh, I don't yeah, like. Yeah,
4: that's kind of... That
0: part sucks.
4: Yeah, that does kind of... that's It kinda ruins
0: st- the song. The rest of the song rest I do song, like, killer. and I still I still stand by the fact that it sounds like something Alice Cooper would have done in the Blackout era. I think it, it just has yeah. that vibe to it.
4: Yeah, I could definitely see that.
0: Especially the the acoustic sounding guitar at the beginning. It yeah. almost sounds like something Dick Wagner would have wrote. But uh, hmm. it's an interesting song. Yeah. Um, it's more adventurous than something he would have used to do. So I, I overall, it's decent.
4: I think it's a good one. See that one? You watch the video, and the video enhances the song. I still haven't watched Unlike the video. Unlike the other now. one, you got to watch the video. The video totally enhances the song. Song is great. Hmm. Like you said, that that little silly, silly oh oh part. Yeah, that's
0: like Kinda. the new kids on the block. Yeah, yeah. oh oh, that's
4: the what it right is. stuff. That's why I did, couldn't think of that. But yeah, that's. Totally. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that's what yeah. I heard about the New Kids on the Block. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know anything about what it sounds like. So. I'm totally not I, wearing I, New Kids on the Block I'm not, underoos I'm, right I, now. I don't, I'm not a member of the fan club. I don't own the records or anything. Uh-huh. All right. So then it uh, goes to track six, which is Eat Me. This one
4: I'm kind of torn on. I mean, the musically, I think it's badass. Like, the song itself is really freaking good. Mm-hmm. The lyrical content, kind of silly, kind of goofy.
0: This is an Alice Cooper song.
4: Yeah, I love
0: this song. Do you? <laughs> I think it's great. This is one of my favorite <laughs> favorites. On it. I love the riff. It's it the, the the loose riff. It's got a little swing to it. You know. Yeah. I like that.
4: But again, you know, that's like yeah, the music's
0: great. The, it's a song about cannibalism. I think it's hilarious.
4: Yeah, I guess so. If you look at it like that, the lyrics it's are funny. Cool, but I mean, I guess Ozzy's not known
0: for doing stuff with comedy in it.
4: But no, that kind of took me out of it. As an it?
0: Alice Cooper devotee, I, I like where he's coming from on this well, one. Well, I
4: mean, you're going from you know All My Life and Goodbye and yeah, Under to the Graveyard. Yeah, to silly these like are, this. These are all serious subject matters. Yeah. Like, you know, you better love the eyes you got while you got them kind of yeah. thing. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute, this is silly and fun. But in the order of things, it kind of it doesn't spot for really it, fit. You know? Know? It, it doesn't fit with the rest of the songs on the album. But musically, it's killer.
0: I love it. <laughs> I think it's a good one all right what about today is the end
4: today is the end kind of reminds me of like uh like ozzy end of the, the sabbath era like mm-hmm. technical ecstasy yeah, kind of stuff that. you know I, it kind of reminds me of that and i like it i like it i don't think it's a bad song i think it's pretty damn cool
0: it's okay um i agree with it like it, it sounds like they were trying to get a sabbath vibe out yeah. of it um but you can't get a Sabbath vibe without Tony Iommi. I mean, it's, no. it, it's, it's just swing and a miss as far as that goes. What about Andrew Watt's guitar playing on this record? I mean, it's that's one complaint that I do tend to agree with is, you know, you're expecting like a big flashy guitar solo on a lot of these songs, and he's just known for doing more like fuzz rock stuff, like, yeah. you know, a throwback, which, you know, I appreciate that too, but like on an Aussie record, you're expecting... I hate to say it, but pinch harmonics and squeals and shit well, like sure, that. sure, you're
4: expecting the Zach Wild yeah.
0: guitar style. Or, or at least some flair. There's not a lot of flair on the solos. Yeah. It's more a little bit more just bland. you know.
4: Yeah, which is weird because, I mean, he seemed like he went all out on the California Breed album. With but it's Clint a different Hughes.
0: style, you know? I mean, that was more of an old-school rock style. Ozzy stuff, you're expecting a little bit more of a modern touch with, with the guitar playing.
4: Is it possible maybe... With the idea of, okay, I'm the guitar player and I've reached out to Ozzy through this circumstance, through Post Malone, mm-hmm. and he's agreed that he's going to go back in and we're going to do an album together, but I don't want to steal the thunder. I don't want to Ozzy to come back and say... What the hell, man? These solos are out of this freaking world, amazing. You know, this I don't is know. too much.
0: Wow, well, there was a.
4: I don't want to get kicked to the curb by like, hey, Zach Wild, your guitar playing's too awesome. I can't use you on this album. You know, no, that, that I sucks.
0: I don't. I think you're reaching there. I don't think it's that. I think it's more because I saw an, a quote from Andrew Watt where they were like, "Well, how does it feel to play guitar on an Ozzy record?" And he's like, "Oh, it was amazing. I got to be Randy Rhodes." And, no. and that quote really pissed me yeah. off. I'm like, no, motherfucker, you are not Randy Rhodes. In the idea of even Zach Wilde yes, wouldn't be dumb I'm, enough to say something I'm like that. I'm playing
4: with Ozzy, therefore I feel like you know I'm standing next to I'm the guitar player with Ozzy. Yeah. Just like Randy Rhodes was a guitar player with Ozzy. Just like Zach Wild was a guitar player Jake with Lee. Ozzy. Jakey e. Lee yeah. on down the line. And so it's like that's cool as that person to look at that and go, "Wow, you know, I'm standing here playing with Ozzy." Yeah, that's like what my hero Randy Rhodes, you know. And I don't think he took it as I'm Randy Rhodes. Well, that's the way it came I don't off. Think in it, the that's quote, how I was he probably like, meant it. Well,
0: uh, it came off really. You, sir, arrogant.
4: are no Randy Rhodes. Yeah, You're awesome, not. and I like the guitar playing on here. I think some of the the tone and the yeah. and everything on the songs are great, but it's just too
0: fuzzy. yeah Yeah, i just i just i like more stuff that's just like sharp sounding and uh i'm missing that on this record that's one thing i i I, this album would have benefited having zach involved a lot in my opinion
4: i think so but then again why is zach not in the band
0: i have no idea i know he was he was supposed to tour with them on the tour that just got canceled but so i don't know if it was just scheduling or what but they didn't they didn't ask him to play on it
4: but that's not the only album that Ozzy's done that since Zach. Wild no, he had Dusty on the last yeah. couple
0: of them, so I don't know why Zach doesn't get.
4: I always asked heard to play the story on. that if I have you in the band, Zach, this sounds like Ozzy singing for Black Label Society. Maybe. So Zach was in Ozzy's band, and that's where that sound comes from. Right. So then, when Zach does Black Label Society, he's just being Zach, yeah. just like he's always been. You know, playing the same way he always has. Right. So I never really understood that of how you could say, well, now I sound like Ozzy singing for Black Label when Zach was your guitarist before there even was such a thing as Black Label. Right. I never really got that. I think yeah. Zach Wilde nowadays is, and he is the quintessential Ozzy Osbourne guitar player that's still out there, you know, most recently. Yeah. I mean, you're going to love Randy Rhodes, but you can't have Randy Rhodes. Yeah. You love Jakey e. Lee. But that's not happening either. All right. You know, but Zach Wilde, there's no reason why he shouldn't be on this. But then again, like I said, when it all comes together circumstantially where he knows Post Malone, he knows Kelly Osbourne, mm-hmm. he's the guy producing right now. Hey, we're doing this. Come into the studio, let's go. All right. It's just coincidence. Yeah. You know, Well, can't call Zach because we're recording today. All right kind of thing. I don't think he did a bad job. I it's think not- I think Andrew Watts a hell of a guitar it's player. It's
0: not bad, it's just not what I want as a as a person wanting an Aussie record
4: so you think if zach wilde played on this it'd be way better than what it is yeah yeah i think so yeah.
0: too. um so then let's go to scary little green men
4: my favorite song on the album
0: this one grew on me the yeah. most yeah
4: i mean it's kind of funny to think like oh a song about cannibalism that's kind of goofy and silly a song about little green men that's awesome <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i know pick and choose but i dig
4: it i dig it a lot that's my favorite song at first i thought scary little green men that's weird what is this you know yeah. and then listen to it it's like oh man this is awesome this is my favorite song on the album for sure
0: it sounds the most like classic ozzy to it's me. the
4: most heaviest rocking yeah. thing on here and that's what i think makes it the best it's I, a true ozzy song
0: yeah i do like this one um holy for tonight
4: i like that one too do you yeah i do you know i didn't think that was one at the first roll through didn't really grab me but, as I listen to this album more and more, that one seems to catch me a little bit more mm-hmm. every single time I listen to it. I think it 's got a little bit of everything you know i think it's I think it 's a cool story it 's an Ozzy kind of introspective kind of thing it 's a story within a song, and I like it I think it 's good The lyrics might be good, but i don't like the song The lyrics are fantastic i don
0: 't i don't like the song it's does nothing for me hasn 't grown on me at all. Kind of a throwaway to me. And then speaking of throwaway, (laughs) let's talk about It's a Raid.
4: Well, I think this album, as you say, would have benefited from having Zach Wilde on it. Uh It would have also benefited by having Elton John and Post Malone not on it. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Okay, you're Ozzy Osbourne. You're putting out a new album you say, okay, I know my fans are going to buy this. Hmm. And you, let's say you got this many fans that are Aussie fans. They're going to buy that new album no matter what. Mm-hmm. But then you got this other guy that's got a massive appeal right now. Oh, yeah. And anything he does is going to sell. Did this album go to number one? Do you uh, know? I have no idea. Yeah, that'd be something to know. because I I'm would, sure it did well. I would think that it's either number one or damn close. It's
0: got to be. And yeah.
4: having Post Malone on it, Love it or hate I'm sure it, sure it helps.
0: That only helps. But this song is fucking garbage. Yeah, this might be this might be the worst Ozzy solo song ever created. I mean, it's hard
4: and it's fast, but it's weird it's and terrible. it's kind of shitty.
0: It is terrible. It's one of the worst songs I've ever heard him do.
4: Post Malone, we got. I did a song for your album. You got to do one for my album. And we only rented this studio for a week, so we've got like four hours left. What yeah, can we do?
0: It's it's terrible.
4: Definitely sounds thrown together. Post Malone and Ozzy. There's no thought Uh, put into this song. I just, I get it, but I don't, you know? I I understand why, but I personally can't accept it.
0: All right, so while we're on the Post Malone subject.
4: That would have been like in 90, if on like... uh, something back in the 2000s or like if he would have got together with kanye west and done a song oh boy you know which ozzy's done some weird collaborations before but it just they don't they don't work together i
0: I will say i was not shocked to hear they were collaborating yeah because it just it it feels like ozzy would do would try just about anything especially with who his wife is because it's like oh he's on top of the charts you should work with him
4: yeah um business wise great yeah does does ozzy osborne make a post malone song better you damn right he does does post malone make an ozzy osborne
0: song better hell no so let's hell to the no so let's go to take what you want the, the album closer let's not I like this song. Really, I do.
4: But this was I the like song a lot, that was actually. on the Post Malone album, yes. though, right? Yeah. And then they just added it on to
0: here. It's the bo- it's the bonus track. Yeah. Um, and it's not even on the vinyl re- version, from what I've heard.
4: Out of all the Post Malone songs I've heard, this is the best.
0: I like this. I, the the melody line for this song is really good. The lyrics are actually really good. Yeah. I'm. It's not really my cup of tea. You know, for the genre, right. I don't listen to this type of music, but. It works with Ozzy singing on it. I it I don't think it's bad. I, I now It's a Raid fucking sucks, but this is actually a decent song, in my opinion.
4: It's better than It's a Raid, and it's probably better than any other song Post Malone has ever done. Not that I've dug into a lot of this Post is, Malone to give you a true, honest opinion on that, but yeah. as far as it's one I've of the, heard by him, I mean, yeah. Ozzy can only improve other people. Other I, people don't always improve Ozzy. Ozzy don't need the improvement other artists do so when Ozzy comes on your album that's great I think stay away from Ozzy
0: I think it's one of the three best songs on the record no I do no I do that's hard take that for what you will that tells you what kind of record I think it is um like I said, I'm being way more complimentary now than I was after the first two times listening to this.
4: Yeah, if I if we'd had this conversation after my first spin in the oh, car I on was the way home.
0: I was depressed the first time I listened yeah. to it. I was like, this is fucking awful. But the, it's one of those things where, and I'm I'm glad I gave it time, and uh, I'm going to do that more often. If it's somebody I'm really, really invested truly. in, I'm going to give it multiple spins, and I want to push our listeners to do the same thing.
4: And at the end of the day, isn't somebody like Ozzy Osbourne worth the effort? To me, it You're was. damn right. Because I'm glad I did. I look back on my life, and I think think of all the joy that Ozzy Osbourne has brought me over the years, all the good feelings that I've had, and all the great adventures with Ozzy Osbourne music playing in the background in my life that the least I can do is go to Target on release day, Put my money down. It was only eleven bucks to get the new Ozzy album to actually have it right. to support the Prince of Darkness and to show the love to somebody that has meant so much to me, so much to me over the years. Between discovering it, between listening to my dad's Sabbath albums as a little bitty kid, between you know getting it, getting into it on my own, you know, mm-hmm. and, and buying the albums and and getting No Rest for the Wicked on cassette and spending my own money on that you know, my first Ozzy album that was new that I bought, you know, and how much it meant to me listening to it and how much I played it and how much of a role Ozzy Osbourne's played in my life all these years. Mm -hmm. That's the least I can do besides giving this album a true chance. And I think if you haven't given the new album a real, true, honest-to-God chance, you might be missing out on something. Yeah, Yeah. the whole thing as a whole may not be great, Mm -hmm. but there are definitely some gems on
0: it that are worth putting into your iPod. I agree with everything you said, and I I gave him, because Ozzy's given a lot of great stuff over the years, so that that warranted giving it multiple spins. However, if it had straight up still sucked, I would have said so. Well, you <laughs> so, got to. You know, I'm you not going to lie about it. I um, mean, there are songs on here that do kind of suck. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically where we stand on it, you know? I'm, I'm glad I gave it more of a shot than one or two listens, though.
4: And I'm glad Ozzy's still around, and you I know? hope that maybe we get another one.
0: Well, we'll see. He, he said in an interview he's hoping to go back in the studio soon, but...
4: Knock him out while you can, Ozzy. We're ready. I guess so. We'll take it while we can. Yeah. Because I don't want to live in a world without Ozzy. And so while Ozzy's still here, let's cherish these moments.
0: All right. Well, let's uh, get to the rest of the new noise.
4: All right. Um, let's see. Is there anything Stop. I've been thinking of? Have you been keeping up with the whole uh, Chips Enough Donny V thing? Yeah. Or it's mostly just Donny V and right. telling stories about Chips Enough and his feelings on the whole thing, which... You know, some of it I really get, and others, you know, it's
0: kind of tough, you know? And then he comes back a few days later, and I don't hate Chip, I love Chip, and it's just like...
4: But he says, I hate some of the shit that he's done.
0: Yeah, I don't know, he makes... I mean, neither of us are in the business with them, so it's kind of hard to know, but I mean, I'm sure he makes valid points on things. Um, He
4: definitely does, you know, as far as... Can you imagine being like the main creative force behind a project and then the project goes on without you Mm. and it's truly a shell of what it was and so you think about you know and i liked the new enough's enough album there's again kind of like ozzy there was a handful of really good songs on there and some not so great you know but would you consider it enough's enough album not without donnie v I think the solo Chip's Enough album that came out a few years before the new Enough's Enough mm-hmm. was about on the same level as the new Enough's Enough album. Yeah, So it's
3: about the same. why
4: doesn't Chip just use the Enough name? Because he is synonymous with it, being that he is Chip's Enough. Right. You don't really need Enough's Enough as a name if you're being Chip and friends, you know, Chip and band.
0: Because people want that name. I mean, those names are worth a lot of money for booking.
4: Yeah, but I think with Enough's Enough, if, if you're a big Enough's Enough fan, which I am, and Chips too. Enough is coming to town, and it's called Chips Enough.
0: I'm still going. I get that, but th- to get the people that just know New Thing and Fly High Michelle, you need the name. You know, and Chip has been real diplomatic in talking about this. You know, he he's always complimentary of Donnie, but. Yeah,
4: but then there's also know, some talk that that's, you know, that's politician talk too you know, oh sure that's, that's me saying yeah i'd love to have donnie back in the band and he can come back anytime he wants to but when he shows up and wants to get on stage with me and do a few songs we not let him we're not yeah. letting him backstage right. but when i'm out front in front of people i'm saying i love the guy he's my brother you know and well
0: it's better, bus- better business to be complimented sure with.
4: exactly where donnie v is definitely taking the other role he's and, truthful and to a false <laughs> letting his feelings come out and yeah. by the way if you guys haven't caught it um Stephen michael recently yes. did a really great conversation on his podcast uh the grown-up rock podcast mm-hmm. and uh with donnie he did a great job with donnie yeah. and donnie really let it rip you yeah know? He, he did really put his feelings out there but that's how donnie is yeah you know? and i appreciate that about donnie that's how he was when he was on decibel
0: yeah, he was great he
4: didn't hold nothing back he told it how he believed it was real how he truly yeah. felt you know and so you can't fault a guy for that.
0: I just i i view it as you know, and you're probably the same way. We we're both on the outside as fans, right. and it just sucks to see all the acrimony. Um, it's it just a, it's a shame that they can't bury the hatchet
4: because they're so good. They're together. so good together.
0: But um, I don't know. I mean, part of me wonders. You know, how many times did they go through trying to live and let live with Donnie before? Right. Now? And, and maybe vice versa. There's, there's probably a lot more to the story from their side than I'm what, sure. what we're hearing. But I'm sure. But then also Donnie makes, if what Donnie's saying is true, then yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of valid points. But like I said, neither of us are in those backstage meetings or right. or, or whatever. And it's, uh, it's yeah, just... Yeah, we're not on the
4: bus with these guys no. at 3 a.m. after a show. It's you know, just a... how it is.
0: It's a bummer. Um, I'm glad Donnie's putting out music. I'm glad yeah. Enough's Enough's still out there touring. Yeah. Um, I just so feel as like, a fan, I'm just going to try I just to enjoy feel like it.
4: Enough's Enough, the way they are now, add Donnie back to that keep the band you know the band is great Tori's freaking amazing the guitar player player. i love that stuff and i think when you listen to a new donny v album it's pretty damn good Mm -hmm. when you listen to the new enough snuff album it's pretty damn good Mm -hmm. and then i think if you took these two things and put them together this album could have been amazing but on their own they're doing pretty good
0: yeah yeah, I mean, we'll just we'll have to see what happens, but yeah, there's I, something
4: about it. Love, love your brother or hate him, you uh, know. There is a definitely a chemistry there that can't be denied. You can say, oh, he didn't really contribute as much to these songs as everybody thinks, right? But there's some sort of contribution going on there because the songs are better together than they are apart, right? And that's just the way I feel, and I've been an enough enough fan as long as I can remember. Enough enough being on my radar, yeah. you know. I've always loved that band, and I wish that they could just pick up where they left off with the Dissonance album, because it was freaking amazing. And out of all the years of Enough's Enough putting out albums, their most recent one together with Mm -hmm. Chip and Donnie, to me, is my favorite, and I think it's the best thing they ever did. So, to me, it's double sad because you look at it as they were on a trajectory to be putting out some of the best music of their career, yeah. and now they've both kind of taken steps backwards by yeah. not continuing along with that trajectory. Yeah. But again, like you said, you know, we're not there dealing with the personal issues, and sometimes that can overshadow any art that you can create. I'm if, sure there's if you can paint the most if you and I could paint the most beautiful painting together. But we hated each other the whole time we were painting it. Is it that great to paint the most beautiful painting in the world?
0: Well, especially when you know your your stock is down and you're not as popular as you once were. I mean, sure, in the ninety early '90s, when <clears throat> they were backed by a big record company and a big touring budget, you're willing to. Put aside certain sure. things to get on with the show. Yeah, ask but, Sebastian Bach and Dave Snake yeah. an that. They'll tell you. But in twenty twenty, is it really gonna be worth it to you to, to put up with each other? Probably not. Probably not. You know, as much as the fans want to see it, I don't know that either of them make that much more money if they do reunite, you know? No, because
4: I think right now if these say if they came out and said, you know, enough enough reunite, is it that big of a deal? Unless you're a really unless you're like yeah. me, a huge Enough's enough snuff fan. And, like I said, you know, how many peripheral fans of Enough's Enough Snuff are there really out there? I think you're either all in on this band or you really don't know them, yeah. You know, I don't think a reunion becomes that big of a deal, no. except for two of the hardcore fans who've yeah. been lobbying for this for
0: years now. I don't, well, like I said, Skid Row was way bigger than Enough's Enough ever was, and I, did, I think their window's passed yeah. for it to really oh, yeah. make financial sense for them to get back together. So imagine if you're Enough's Enough, yeah. you're
4: probably like, why would we? Right, because it's not like, you know, even Skid Row, Enough's Enough, same thing, it's not like they reunite, and they may come out with the greatest album they've ever, cre- ever created. Yeah. Is it going to go to number one on the nope. albums? No. And I know it's not always about money. It's just like Dissonance, but, the, in my opinion, yeah. the greatest album they ever released. Mm-hmm. Did it go to number one? No. Did they make a ton of money off it? No. But the enough snuff fans loved it. Me sure. personally, I man, it's I go back record. to that one all the time. Yeah, I'd love to do an album's unleashed on that.
0: Yeah, we were talking about yeah. looking into doing that. So that's uh, yeah, that's where they're at. So let's go into. I don't know if I want to hit all of these stories today because we spent a lot of time on Ozzy, but um, <clears throat> here this is one that I wanted to hit. In the latest round of tour gluttony, the New Metal Revival 2020 tour was recently announced.
4: New Metal Revival, okay. Featuring
0: Saliva, Powerman 5000, Edema, and Flaw. And my I remember res- those bands. My response was enough already. There are too many fucking tours going on this summer.
4: There are a lot of tours. But I don't know. That's how these bands are making their how money. How
0: many promoters are going to take a bath this summer because of all these tours? Because they're all competing with each other now.
4: And you can't, I mean, I know I can't financially or commitment wise go to every single show that I want to go to. I'm going to watch what, m- most I, of them online. If I won the lottery and did not have to get up in the morning and go to work no more. I would do my best to go to all these shows. That would become my new job. Oh, well, yeah. Just enjoying shows. But unfortunately, I am like most Americans, we have to go to work. Yeah. You know, we work for our money, we pay our bills, our mortgages, our car payments, all that stuff. And when it's all said and done, now there's only an allotment of money left over to buy tickets. Right. Tickets are more expensive than they've ever been. And most of these good shows seem to show up on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. Yeah. I got to go to work the
0: next day, man. Well, th- I can't go to all of them the funniest thing about this tour is saliva is the headliner
4: <clears throat> and then a couple, I disagree with that I think Power Man 5000 should be the headliner on
0: that well what I'm saying is saliva is listed as the headliner and then a couple of days ago after they've announced the tour and put tickets on sale original saliva vocalist Josie Scott I think is his name yeah. announced he's not going to be touring with saliva well, so that's
4: kind of <laughs> shitty to put the tickets on sale yeah. and then make that announcement
0: so uh I was. I thought that was pretty. And he said yeah, they have to work out some details, which basically means they're not paying me enough to come back. So
4: yeah. he actually went. But he was like the he, the face of that band. Yeah. Really? Yeah,
0: he was the main writer, yeah. and uh, he went gospel. Like he's been oh, really? doing Christian rock. Um, but huh? I just I don't know. Just aside from Joshua Toomey, who's going to go to this tour? Mm, I don't know. Now you're I'm going to get shit from Joshua. I remember them. I, I, remember, I, I remember, remember all of them. I remember Flaw.
4: Flaw was a good band. But I don't they know that really, I. They never really made it real big, but I, th- I always thought, like, there was a point, I think, when they were at their peak where this band is good enough to make it to another level, but for whatever reason, they never really did. And I think Power Man 5000 may be my favorite new metal band. Really? I think so. I've always <laughs> wow. really I always really liked Power Man 5000. Hmm. Neck bone to back, baby. Neck bone to back. I saw
0: them open for kiss. Yeah. Yeah. On the, uh, I think it was a reunion tour or the Psycho Circus tour, one of those two.
4: They had good yeah. albums.
0: Yeah. nobody. The whole audience had no idea what to do with them. But uh, I don't know. I, I have no interest in that tour. But like all the touring has gotten insane.
4: I think um, I'd rather see Power Man 5000 out on their own. Yeah. How about Power Man 5000 in Flaw? Drop edema, drop whatever saliva. you want to saliva without the main dude and, you know. I think that would be an all right tour by itself.
0: Well, so here's another story. Um, apparently, Mick Mars' solo album is almost done. That's good. Yeah. and um, Got Karabi on it? No. What? Apparently, Jacob Bunton is the singer that's going to be singing on this. And you probably know him from uh, Adler. He played with Adler. Okay. He was also in a band um, called Linum. He's a younger guy from Alabama. He's a okay. good singer, good yeah. writer, writes a lot of stuff for TV, movies and stuff. So, I mean, I I think it's one of those things where, I mean, Karabi told told us himself that, <clears throat> you know, he, he was in the middle of Dead Daisy stuff when Mick was really working on it right. and he had to back out because... There was a lot of delays on mix recording, and Karabi's like, you can wait as long as you want to make your solo record. I have to work, right? So I don't think any of karabi stuff's going to actually make the record. That sucks. Maybe yeah. a couple bonus
4: tracks or something so, would be nice. But, but then if you're trying to. I mean, is this just an album or is it a band? Do you think after it's, after the album comes out, do you, like, I can't imagine well,
0: Mars touring on it? Maybe, no, well, he's touring the show crew. here or there. So, Jacob Button was interviewed by al.com, which means alabama.com. And uh, he said, I can tell you that I'm involved in the past several months. We wrote and recorded a record, and Michael Wagner produced it. Great, Can't go wrong with that. yeah. And he's the great Michael Wagner from Master of Puppets and all that kind of stuff. He worked with Motley Crue on their very first record, which we all we know all this. Um, but regarding what fans can expect from Mars, at solo CD button said the songs are really cool. The record is really cool. He's such an inventive player and his riffs are insane. Yeah. And it's definitely going to be what people are expecting. When they hear it, it's really cool. So that's so
4: basically, the, the thing you take away from that,
0: it's, it's cool. going to be cool. Yeah so interesting um i look forward to hearing it yeah jacob's a good singer so i mean i'm i'm, I'm bummed about karabi but I, i'm willing to give this a shot and see what it is i'm just glad he's not doing a blues record which is what was rumored yeah. for a little while I, like, I don't want to hear bink mars do a blues record. No,
4: i want to hear this guy rock and do what yeah. he does best and come up with all these awesome riffs like he's
0: done his whole career should we do the most obvious the most no shit um quote story here okay um, what is it Ex-Guns N' Roses guitarist Gilby Clark slams Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't think there's any real validity in it. No shit. Moving on.
4: And also, I Mm want to let you know I got a new album out. He does? Yeah, he's got a new album out. uh, The only thing about it, though, is I I saw it. It was out. I was excited about it. I love Gilby Clark, and I want to hear his new album. But I don't think it's coming out on CD, or maybe not yet. Hmm. I think it's only released on Download and Spotify and stuff like that right now. Hopefully... I think it's Golden Robot Records that signed them and is putting the album out, but hopefully it gives some of the fans the opportunity to actually own it on CD and don't just slap something together, but Mm -hmm. make it something good. I know you don't like Gilby Clark. You know who loves Gilby Clark?
0: I'm just... I just bust your balls over it. I don't Bikers have a problem. Bikers love Gilby, Gilby, Clark. Gilby Clark. I just like getting a rise out of you because he like always I don't like
4: does him. all the best biker festivals. He does. So yeah, that's. It's funny because like the rest of the world, like Gilby Clark. Do you know who that is? Nine times out of ten, the answer is probably no. <laughs> if the answer is yes, it's the guy that replaced Izzy Stradlin in Guns N' Roses right. for a little while. <clears throat> Outside of that, then you got the guys like me that liked Gilby Clark and said, "Wow, you know." He's coming out with this album called Cure Me or Kill Me, you know, and I want to check it out yeah. because he was in Guns N' Roses. And well for me, because I also knew him from the band Kill for Thrills, which I love. I do remember them. And so I want to check that out and that album's Killer. But no nobody knows about Gilby Clark that much. I don't think if I think that if more people gave him a chance and picked up one of their albums, pick up the hangover give it a chance. There's yeah. some great stuff that Gilby Clark's an awesome songwriter. He's very Stonesy, very yeah. you know, classic rock kind of guy and he writes some amazing songs, but not enough people know about Gilby Clark unless you're going to a biker fest or something. I and guess, then yeah. you're the most popular dude around.
0: Well, his quote on the Hall of Fame was mostly because he and Bumblefoot and Richard Fordis weren't included in the induction. So
1: uh, uh,
4: uh, I mean, yeah, I love Gilby Clark Does when I think of Guns N' Roses,
0: why wasn't Buckethead included? Damn it! Yeah, I don't know about
4: Buckethead. You know, I don't. I just. Love I don't Buckethead. think anybody on the Chinese Democracy should go into the no. Hall of Fame for their contribution. I guess to Gilby Guns has an Roses. argument because he
0: was there Gilby's during. Got their, more their of height. an argument. Yeah, he was you there know? at the peak.
4: He's got as much of an argument as Matt Sorum. Yeah, or or Dizzy Reed. But longest, longest
0: standing member of the band.
4: But, you know, if you look at it, like when you think Guns N' Roses, you think Appetite for Destruction. Yeah. And that's the album that truly put them in any kind of conversation to even be considered for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Would be that album, because it was so damn huge. So anything outside of those members, those original members that appeared on that first album, I just don't think so. And I love you, Gilby Clark. I really do. Your solo stuff, to me, should be enough to put you in the Hall of Fame. Hmm. But... That's not the world we live in.
0: Go to change.org to find Aaron Camaro's petition for Gilby Clark to get put into the Hall of Fame.
4: (laughs) He deserves it, damn it. There's a lot less deserving people that are in the Hall of Fame than Gilby Clark.
0: The views of Aaron Camaro on this show do not necessarily reflect the views of Chris Sinzak. Yes, they do. All right. Here's an interesting headline. Would Richie Kotzen sing for Soundgarden on Hypothetical Comeback Tour? He responds.
4: No way in hell.
0: Well, have you listened to his his singing? I'm not saying he couldn't do it. He sounds exactly like Chris I think, Cornell.
4: I think he'd be amazing. And maybe even, oh boy, okay, you're Mr. Hot Take. Let me let me mm. hot take one for you here. What's that? Richie Cotson elevates Soundgarden to be even better than ever before? Oh, wow. I, I think so. I think if if the band Soundgarden got together with Richie Cotson and came out with a new album, don't even call it Soundgarden. Call it something else. I think it's so freaking good you could put it up with any Soundgarden album. Sound Kotsen. (laughs) Kots Garden. So
0: the story is asking a new interview with Izzy Presley of another fucking podcast. That dude's cool. Hello, Izzy. If he would accept an offer to play with Soundgarden, if the man came to him with the right number, Cotson responded, It doesn't have anything to do with numbers. It would not be a numbers game. I think it would be an honor for anyone to have that opportunity. Yeah. And again, it goes back to the sentence I said earlier, Never step into a great man's shoes. But I think that that phone call, whether it was me or anyone else, would be a complete honor.
4: Is that some sort of slap at CC to
0: Bill? That's what God, I was wondering. Damn it. I have to listen to Izzy's interview to find out. But he says he would, he would have to be a bit of a fool to say no. I've always said, every, t- awesome. every time I've heard him sing, I'm like, damn, he sounds like Chris Cornell. He sounds just like him. It's crazy. He can, yeah. Um,
4: He's definitely got the goods to be able to do it. Yeah. And like I said, maybe even Elevate Soundgarden to well, be in an even better band than ever before. Are they going to sell super unknown album numbers? No. Hell no. The
0: guitar playing would go up a notch, for sure.
4: But I like Kim yeah. Thale,
0: but like, come on, Richie Codson's a monster player.
4: I'd be very interested <laughs> to hear something like that. Yeah, we'll I, get, I could see the Soundgarden fans, the original old school Soundgarden oh, be so fans, pissed. being fucking
3: outraged
0: a guy from that. Poison's going to be in our band? What the fuck? All right.
4: Um, maybe they get CeCe to Bill.
0: Yeah, maybe. To join Soundgarden. Oh, <laughs> All right, moving on to the next story. I, can, hey. I have no response for that.
4: Okay. Uh, right. I got one. You want to hear one? What? Just off the top of my head. I heard this the other day on the radio. So Billy Idol... Is become the spokesperson for uh, being um, environmentally responsible. Like nowadays, they don't want you to run your car outside. You know, okay. they don't want you to let it warm up. Which people in cold states like Wisconsin freaking hate that idea. I do it here. You got to warm up your car before, <laughs> before you get out there and get going. It's it's better for you and it's better for your car. Not yeah. so great for the environment. Right. So, who's the perfect guy to get to be the spokesperson for oh, this? Billy Idol, of course. Billy Idol. Yeah, first person I would think of. Just go to com. Is that for real? That's for real. And so I thought, well, that's great. You know, that's good that Billy Idol, you know, that seems like a good fit. Billy doesn't You know, that's That's clever. That's funny. It's clever. So I came up with another one. Mm. Like if you're getting Billy Idol for PSAs to help people out in the world, this is a perfect one for that. So my job entails me to have to go to hardware stores like the Home Depot and stuff quite a bit. And sometimes I'm getting the Home Depot. I got to take a leak, you know, so I'm going to go back to the public bathroom, take a leak real quick. But man, before you go into the bathroom at the Home Depot, especially on a weekday, yeah. when you walk into that door, get yourself a deep breath because somebody's in there shitting it up and okay. grossing the whole room out. So I'm thinking, you know, for a PSA for people using public bathrooms, Billy Idol's perfect. Just do a little version of flush for courtesy. Flush for courtesy.
0: Like what?
4: I guess I'd have to insert Baco laughing or something. Oh, okay. On that one courtesy flush, baby. Courtesy flush. Come yeah. on, you guys. You're in the public bathroom. Courtesy flush. We flush turned, for
0: courtesy. Turned into cobras and fire. What's going yeah. on? All right. Well, that was a failed attempt. Which which do you want? All right. Flush for courtesy. Oh man, is that a flush for fantasy? Took me a minute. All that, right. That's a way well, homer. Hopefully somebody else got that's it. It's a way homer.
4: I might have to. You get it on the way home. uh, I have to edit that to be funny if I can.
0: Good luck with that. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I thought it was funny. It is now that I think about it. It Took me a minute though. I mean, ah ha. Sorry. All right. All right. About time. Twisted Sister is musically the most most licensed heavy metal band in history, says J.J. French. I don't know if I believe that because there's this other band I've heard of. I know. Kiss. So he said. Ask what's been going on with Twisted Sister. This was on the 80s Glam metal cast. It's a good interview. Um, they're a newer show. I like them. Ask what's been going on with Twisted Sister since the end of the band more than three years ago. He said, I think that's a misconception with people. We stopped playing live, but that's it. The business of Twisted continues on. We're basically a license, licensing machine at this point. I don't know if you saw the Super Bowl ad with I Want to Rock, but we just did a huge deal with Facebook to use I Want to Rock, and we are now musically the most licensed heavy metal band in history. So this little band from Long Island that started 47 years ago has its music in more TV shows, soundtracks, movies, movie trailers, and commercials than any heavy metal band. More than ACDC, Kiss, Guns N' Roses. And, of course, these are wonderful bands.
4: I guess if you look at it that way.
0: He's just saying musically. Musically. Not
4: not lunchboxes, not coffins, not condoms. Right just musically I guess I could see that because you do hear I want to rock quite a bit yeah
0: and we're not going to take it and we're not
4: going to take it a lot more than you hear Rock and Roll All Night or Detroit Rock City
0: but uh, Gene Simmons has the market cornered on like toilet seat covers and shit crap like crap with a K
4: I was going to say I've never seen a, a Twisted Sister Lunchbox not saying there ain't one but I've never seen it. They browned But died. musically, yeah. But here's an idea. Why don't you guys license yourself some studio time and license us some new music? Uh, ain't happening. I don't want to hear. I don't. I get it. You know, it's it's those two songs. That's your whole legacy. But I would love to hear them guys get back in the studio. I mean, you don't have to tour on it, but you could still put out new music. Yeah. Always worry about Kiss with that. Yeah, they're going to quit touring eventually here. But does that stop KISS from ever
0: recording again? I hope not. Oh, they're not. You're not we're not getting any more KISS recordings. Why not? Because there's no money in it for them. So why not do it for the art?
4: <laughs> you why th- not do it for the people?
0: <laughs> When's the last time KISS was actually an artist?
4: Why not do that for the KISS Army? That's all we've ever because wanted. Because the KISS
0: Army is busy paying $4,000 to go backstage for a VIP meet and greet.
4: And hear the same damn songs over exactly. and over
0: again. Yeah, on the same damn tape every night.
4: Man, I was so shocked when I heard that they were busting out tears of falling. (laughs) <laughs> As yeah, part of their live set. Yeah. I had to rush home, yeah, Paul went to the get studio. on the YouTube, and look that up. It's like, how the hell can this be? How does Paul Stanley sing that song in 2020? Because that song has got some freaking vocal acrobatics going on. In it. It's like Paul Stanley 1980s wailing, did, yeah. yeah, just wailing. You know, showing that was when Paul Stanley was at the peak of of his vocal powers. Yeah. You know, how the hell does Kiss do that nowadays? They don't. They let the audience sing most of it.
0: Well, it's also a tape. Yeah. Yeah, he went on the studio. And Tommy butchers that solo every time they play yeah. it. He can't pull off what Bruce did. Well, I mean, when you're
2: I, I don't
0: you <laughs> Oh come on, let's let the hate flow through you. Come on.
4: <laughs> when you're copying Ace Braley, that's great. You're really good at that. But maybe yeah. you're not so good at copying somebody else. Yeah. You know, you've put all your powers into being an Ace Braley clone. Mm-hmm. You can't also be a Bruce clone.
3: I heard that Tommy.
4: You can't also clone Vinnie Vincent. You can't also clone Mark St. John.
3: I,
0: you're yeah. good
4: at that one thing.
0: I heard that Tommy pushed for them to put a kiddie pool on stage so he could fall backwards into it and Gene and Paul said, No, <laughs>
4: That's a deep kiss reference yes, right there. Yes, it is. There. Wow. Yeah,
3: if you
0: get that At one. At
4: least I get your jokes. Let's go off. Well. I guess keep my jokes kiss-related.
0: I get, I get yours. It just takes me a minute to process them. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> You're leaving all of this in.
4: Flush for courtesy. Damn it. Yeah. Um, for courtesy. All right, yeah, let's go. Move yeah. on.
0: <laughs> Any other right. KISS news? Not KISS, but this is, uh, is going to open a can of worms. I think this will be the last thing we cover today because this is going to take a little while. Okay. Machine Head frontman Rob Flynn says that he doesn't understand why heavy metal has been reluctant to embrace streaming music services like Spotify and Apple Music. Okay. Last month, Wall Street Journal reported that hip-hop was the biggest genre of 2019 in terms of music consumption in the U.S., With a 28% share of listening, followed by rock and pop at 20% and 14% respectively, on an industry-wide basis, streaming services accounted for 82% of overall music consumption in the U.S. last year. Wow.
4: Is heavy metal considered rock and pop?
0: No. Okay. Uh, so Flynn, who has been a vocal proponent of Spotify for a number of years, once again praised the streaming service as a way for musicians to get their music heard, telling Kerrang! magazine that platforms like Spotify have to be part of the equation if people want metal to survive. I fucking love Spotify. It's one of the biggest changes in the music industry since I've been playing music, and I don't get a, get the hate over it from the metal scene. It's very frustrating. It's innovative, and it's really changed everything, and enough people are using it that it's not just a fad thing. You look around and see hip-hop, which just passed rock music in America for the first time in history, and that's totally embracing Spotify. Since the beginning of music, rock has dominated, but rock music now is Coldplay and Mumford and Sons. That's not rock music. What is that? And a lot of it is because those bands are killing it on streaming.
4: How do we feel about this? Hmm. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Is that true? Like, this is now? I mean, I thought that rap surpassed rock and sales a long time ago. But then again, I also read something not too long ago that said if you look at like hard sales, like actual physical product, that rock and metal is still king of that. Yeah, it's a small slice of the pie nowadays. But But
0: speaking of of that, he said... um Let me find this here. Metal
4: fans want to own it, damn it. They don't want to just rent it.
0: He said, I don't even fucking know where to buy a Machine Head CD. Literally, in Best Buy, the CD rack is as big as a drum set, and it's got Taylor Swift, Foo Fighters, and Pavarotti or some shit like that. And Ozzy. Yeah, it doesn't carry metal. You can go to Amoeba or Rasputin in Berkeley, and they probably have some cool stuff, but do you want to drive 30 miles to get a record? No.
4: Well, and even at that... Stores like that, and we've got them around here, McKay's, Great Escape, Phonolux. Phonolux is awesome. But they don't get the new stuff.
0: He said, do I want to carry a fucking suitcase full of CDs with me on tour? No. Do I want to be able to check out new shit really easily and support the artists like that? Fuck yeah. So he's of of a different mindset. Like, he doesn't want physical product.
4: I mean, I guess. I'm... But we're different. I mean, yeah. in the fact that I want the physical product, I want to hold it in my hands. Right. I want to open up the new Ozzy CD and look at the pictures and the artwork inside. I want to read the lyrics. I, I don't, to,
0: and that doesn't. I don't think that makes you resistant to streaming. It's just the way you choose to consume it, right? And you know? I don't
4: care if if you say, "Oh, I love Spotify." I'm not going to be like,
0: "I listen to it."
4: You son of a bitch! How dare you like Spotify? How do you not want to have the, no, the you know product in your hand? I don't care what you. No, do. I do buy. I still f- I still work, I I buy stuff for what works for me you know and i want the physical product i don't do spotify i've never been a part of spotify because it just doesn't Work for me, right? You know, because I don't want to just rent music, I want to own it. That's when what Baco I, said. When I, the, buy it, show. I want the real thing.
0: He's like, So, you're your monthly rent, you're renting somebody's music collection on a yeah, monthly basis, and that sucks. Yeah. Why
4: would you want to do that? Right. Why wouldn't you want to have this beautiful collection of thousands right. of CDs? And I get your that, home, you know, that's and I guess I understand too why people don't want that because it is a burden. Now, if I'm getting ready to move.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> to pack all this, this shit whole up thing becomes
4: a burden. It really does. You know, the, oh God. when you load a box full of CDs, that shit's heavy. Yeah, it is. But when I get to the new place and I get my shelves put up and I decide what room's gonna be the studio or whatever, I unpack it all. That's a joy yeah. to be able to walk in my room and go, you know, I was thinking about this album today and I haven't listened to it for a while. Let's go ABC. Here it is, you know, yeah. and pull it out and put it in or take it with me in the car and just listen to yeah. it. That gives me joy as a music consumer. Maybe it's because I'm from a different era, you know, maybe because I'm a little older now, maybe yeah. because I came up with albums, cassettes, and then CDs, you know, that yeah. I want it maybe because I do this show because I think when we're going to talk to, you know, Tommy Skiel, I want the psychotic supper album because I can open it up mm-hmm. and say, here are some awesome things to ask this guy. About.
0: Yeah. Like right. when
4: we asked him about the oh, thanks that, section, that made the episode That was awesome. <laughs> you know, that was really awesome. And if I had just relied on whatever information I get off of Spotify
0: or Wikipedia or Wikipedia, which we don't use,
4: that would never work. Yeah. That would never fly because then you're just finding out you're asking the same Scratching the surface, you know, that shit was, that you always
0: do. It's funny. Know? I was and, and I use Spotify, but like, I one thing I was looking at on the player, on uh, looking at the web version of it, and like, you can see the artwork for the album, but that's it. Yeah, like, they need to have something where you can put liner notes in this stuff. Like, put yeah. the packaging in, even if it's digital. Cause like it's it's just like I hate that shit. Cause like there are people that want to know who did what on the album. Yeah. Like put that in there.
4: And I think the biggest service that Spotify could do someone like me <laughs> is if say I put in a band that I like, and then it's going to play me things that they deem are similar. Right. I may find something yeah. that I never knew before. Yeah, and it it's helped then, me with but that. But then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write that shit down. Yeah. And, go buy and it. I'm going to go buy the
0: CD. Right. Because I want the it's, physical product. It's good for discovery. Yeah. yeah. As long as you're backing it up and buying stuff. Right. But I don't know. I mean, I get Rob's point, but I think he's like picking a battle that it doesn't really exist. It's just it's just the way we it's the times we live, and some people are gonna embrace it, some people aren't. But So if all the people like me. But if everybody ditches their record collection, I don't suddenly think that's gonna make rock and metal like become dominant again. Well,
4: like if I say Fuck all these CDs. I don't want to carry this shit around with me no more. I don't care about the liner notes. I don't care about holding it in my hand. I want convenience. Yeah. I just want convenience. Don't care about the rest. And if every person like me then did that Mm. and all signed up for Spotify – would metal become tops no, again?
0: Because it's not—it's a small percentage of people that still do the physical product. Already. And
4: honestly, metal's not meant to be number one.
0: Never has been. I mean, except for that brief period in the late '80s when it,
4: when metal took it, that when was... metal demanded it, when metal became so popular that they had to create things like Headbangers Ball, when they had to sell the CDs in the stores, when you could afford tickets to go see these bands, when the environment was perfect yeah. for it, metal took the number one spot. Metal was never meant to be number one. Well,
0: the music industry got behind Mm. it, too.
4: I mean, that's what was selling. Because it had no choice. Yeah. Because the people demanded it. And now, all these years later, little by little, we've all been steered away from liking rock. We've all been steered away from supporting an artist. We are supposed to just take whatever's given yeah. to us. Don't ask about who this is. Just bob your head to the song. Just keep tuned into that radio station. Yeah. You know, Don't care about who it is. Don't, don't worry about going and buying their albums. Don't worry about you know this or that. You just, you just keep eating what we're feeding you. Yeah. Well, I'm not like that. If I I hear something I like, I want the CD. I'm going to go buy it. If I hear something that sucks, I'm going to change the channel or I'm going to put in something that I know I like. I've got an iPod. I'm going to fill it with music from my CD collection because it becomes my perfect radio station. And when I put that sucker on shuffle, every song makes me smile. Every song makes me feel good. I'm not relying on somebody else to tell me, oh, well, if you like this, then you should like that.
0: Who the hell are you to tell me? What I should like. We listen to other podcasters tell us though.
4: Well that's different because they're like us and I, <laughs> I respect know. their opinion. I, I don't know who Spotify I know. is. I know. Well I could be listening to Ozzy and they might try to turn me on some post Malone. <laughs> I don't want that.
0: We should uh, we should see if Rob wants to come on the show and do a point counterpoint with you and him.
4: I'd be fine with that.
0: I would love to hear hear you and him talk about But back at and the end of then.
4: the day, I don't disrespect what he's saying. No, and I don't I get, and I, that, I get that works maybe for him yeah. who if you just want convenience. Right. Fuck convenience! Yeah. I want to earn my medal. Right. You know, I want to. I want to like support the artists. You know, yeah. I. I don't want convenience. I want real.
0: When you edit this, I want you to put like patriotic music behind everything you just said, because okay. right. it sounds it's like a great soapbox speech. <laughs> I don't disagree. You're preaching to the Phys- choir. Physical product
4: for president in yes.
0: 2020. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's not get political. All right. Um, But yeah, no. Actually, that's actually a good idea. Let's get see if Rob Flynn will come on and discuss it with you. I would love to hear you and him go back and forth. fuck you, Rob. (laughs) No, I wouldn't do that. I'm looking for blabbermouth gold here. Um, Okay, but speaking of of the whole thing with you know what is what's rock considered these days in the mainstream? Did you see like the TV show The Voice? Yeah. The the you know the band Riot is still around, right? Sure. Yeah, and they're called like Riot V or Riot Five or whatever. Their singer auditioned on The Voice, okay, and he did Jukebox Hero by Foreigner, and he's hitting all the high notes and everything. And um, who was it that turned around? John Legend. He turned his seat around. Which they they have their what back. What does that mean? They have no, their, when no the thanks? no when the um, when the song starts, they don't see the performer. Their their chairs are like facing the other direction. Okay. The judges, and the, they sing, and then if they get to a point where they, one of these judges wants to become their coach, they, like it, yeah. they hit their buzzer and the chair spins around. Okay. And that means I want to pick you for my team. Cause they end up coaching and try to get that person to win. Gotcha. So first John, John legend spun his around cause he was impressed. And then uh, Blake Shelton also turned his around. The other two was Nick Jonas and Kelly Clarkson, but all of them were wowed by his voice. Okay. They were all like, wow, you know, and, uh, so they're doing the whole thing, talking about you know where he's from, and and he's like you know I'm 50 years old, I'm from Michigan, and and you know he killed it, it was great. But the some of the comments just made me made my head want to explode. What kind of stuff were they saying? They're saying stuff like, oh you're an old rock guy. No, not that, but like Blake, you know Blake Shelton's like you know the first albums I bought were I think he said like ACDC and and something else, but like rock and roll right. stuff. And then you know, but like the thing that really got me was Kelly Clarkson was like you know, I didn't think rock was even really around anymore, you know? So this is really cool. And I'm like, well- where have you been exactly i was like acting like it's a like it's some dead that's, language yeah, that he brought amazing. back to tv and it's like do you not realize and she I lives here i didn't know rock and roll was even around <laughs> yeah. anymore how out of freaking
4: touch it, it the only reason you could say that is because you just don't give a shit about rock and roll music just, you never bothered away. to keep up with it or you never gave a shit about it to begin with to say i didn't even know it was around anymore that's freaking ignorant yeah that's a stupid thing to say
0: although John Legend kind of gave me hope because he was he was like you know we haven't really embraced rock stuff like we should on this show because most of the the talent we get is not that style like the, they're not rocket rocker type performers he's like but you fit this perfectly so we can do some stuff with this so i was like well at least maybe he's acknowledging that there's potential but that still irritates me though because if you have a good voice you have a good voice right you can introduce rock and roll to that stuff and if that's what you love just because he's 50 and has long hair now it's okay to do rock and roll stuff you can do it with a 20 something sure it's just Some of these comments, I'm just like, what the fuck planet am I on? it's
4: what you're fed. It's what you're fed. It's what you're fed. It's not you're supposed to like rock. You know, you were never, nobody was ever supposed to like rock. You know, rock was supposed to be an outsider's thing. It always will be, I guess. You know, and I guess, yeah. And so the fact that it still is an outsider's thing today, that's not too surprising. Yeah. And you know what? That's okay. Yeah. Because that means you're special. That means I'm special. That means the people that listen to the show are special. We're not run of the mill. We're not the sheep that are just going to eat at your trough at whatever garbage you want to dump into it. We're not like that. We're better than that. We're rock and rollers, damn it. And we expect a little something better.
0: And to me, the whole thing is not just his great audition. It's like the fucking singer for Riot. That's awesome. That is pretty cool. <laughs> you know? And he's yeah, and like you know, foreigner stuff from the seventies is hard to sing, yeah. man. And he's hitting the highest, highest notes. And they were they were blown away. I was like, it's like one for the good guys. Is what it yeah. felt like. Even though I hate the song, jukebox. Hero. You never know.
4: You know, some <laughs> some young person watching their pop garbage on that show yeah. might see that and go whoa, what is this? I didn't know rock was a thing either because a young person isn't bred up in the environment where rock really is a thing anymore. But
0: you know what? One thing I'll say that it does give me a little bit of hope. It's like dude from Machine
4: Head, Mumford & Sons, and shit like that. Mumford &
0: Sons hasn't been popular for 10 years. It's like he's behind
4: the times. Black lips or whatever, I don't know. But
0: one thing that gives me a little bit of hope is you know I'm into watching reaction videos on YouTube, and a lot of it is they're either, it's like it's basic, and I hate to say it, but black people that are like, grew up hip-hop fans discovering rock and roll of all ages and really digging it. That's become a popular trend.
4: I suppose, because that's always kind of a fun thing to see. It is. I'd be like if you took me and played me a rap song and I was just like... This is amazing. I've never heard nothing like this. I don't. That's not, not probably going to happen. Yeah, but I mean, I can see the opposite of that, that being cool too. But
0: there's also a lot of teenagers reacting to the to the stuff we grew up on and really digging it. So I. But now are they going out and seeking it out for themselves? It's possible. You know, I mean, I, are they
4: talking to their
0: friends about it? I hope so. You are know? they going
4: down to the local piggly wiggly and picking themselves up a copy of Metal Edge? No, that, oh, I no, can they're guarantee
0: not. No, they're, they're not, they're doing, not that. doing that. You know, no. Metal Edge is pretty dead, but but at least it's something. You yeah, know, it it's like something. it's like you know the fact that the next generation is getting into it. So.
4: That's important, you know, because we're we know,
0: do have some younger listeners too.
3: Yeah, of
4: course, you know, and that's really important to me and always has been that you know we are trying to do something here. We're trying to show people how awesome this thing we love really is, you know, and so when somebody that isn't predisposed to liking this stuff yeah. discovers it and sees it for the amazing thing that it is that's always awesome yeah. i love
0: that but i think that uh, that should wrap it up for today that's the good news yeah i like it yeah we ended on a positive note sweet fuck you rob flynn <laughs> <laughs> come on the show
4: <laughs> all right well let's get out of here then but before we do Oh, man, as promised, two weeks in a row, another World Podcast premiere. This one comes to us from our good friends in Dawn of the Rising. You guys know Dawn of the Rising. We've played them on the show before. People dig it. I love it. I think this band is awesome. And they've got a brand-new four-song EP coming out, or it may be out by the time you hear this. I don't know. But either way, I got the advanced copy It's amazing. I had a hard time picking one song off here, but I think I got it narrowed down maybe. It comes to us from Curtain Call Records. It was recorded at the Library Studios. Brandon Kruzniak doing some awesome stuff especially with Dawn of the Rising. I mean, this EP, sonically, it's awesome. Every instrument is just powerful and comes through beautifully. You got to check this out for yourself. Like I said, it may be out by the time you hear this. Check out Dawn of the Rising on their Facebook page, of the dawnoftherisingband.com. If you go to their Facebook page, give them a like. Tell them you heard it on the Decibel Geek Podcast. They got some big stuff coming up this year, including on April 25th in Mesa, Arizona at the Club Red with flotsam and jetsam so if you're in the mesa arizona area man april 25th that's the night get to club red check out flotsam and jetsam and dawn of the rising and then coming up on june 7th they're going to be at the huge metal in the mountains festival in Pipestem, west virginia This is a big old festival, including Flaw and at least 12 other hard rock and metal bands. So if you are in Pipe Stem, West Virginia on June 7th, you can see all that for 30 bucks. Can't beat it. Dawn of the Rising. Are you ready for this? I hope you are. Like I said, I had a hard time breaking it down. All four of these songs are just fantastic. But here's one I know you're going to love a lot. Brand new Dawn of the Rising and a tune called Just Broken
1: words you'll never see the light again